Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go live. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Get the word out. Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I was shot a basketball, like maybe like April 5th. Can't wait to hear uh, Rasheed Wallace talk to Anthony Davis. I think that's the <laughs> That should just be taped. Earlier on the show, author Alan Shipnoff. Still to come. Fox Sports NFL analyst Michael Vick. ESPN NBA analyst Jeff Van Gundy. Plus your phone calls and... And more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Michael Vick going to join us uh, in about 20 minutes' time to just talk about everything going on uh, in his world as well as the world of the National Football League. Deshaun Watson just finished up taking questions from reporters, uh, about 10 minutes' worth. He took from reporters in um, Berea, Ohio, where he is conducting mandatory minicamp for the Browns, and uh, I assume next time we hear from him, we'll be training camp. Unless he's suspended by the NFL between now and then. Uh, we're going to uh, get his sound bites prepared uh, for you and play him back. Um, and then Jeff Van Gundy will join us at the top of our number three. Chris Brockman and Jason Feller are in their positions as DJ Mikey D's on the shelf for a Brit bit. Good to see you guys. And then also TJ Jefferson sitting in his chair uh, right where he is um, in uh, – Hour number two of this program, which, you know what, I'd like to begin hour number two. Uh, We talked about the NBA um, finals to kick off this program, and why not? What a game, game five turned out to be. Warriors up three games to two. And I couldn't help but sit there last night watching that game unfold and think of Kevin Durant. Why am I thinking of Kevin Durant? Yes, why are you, Rich? Because Christopher, it was in 2019, he decided to no longer stay with the Golden State Warriors and strike out on his own despite having a surgically repaired Achilles heel. And um, and and also, um, another team wanted him. And he wanted to go and start his own uh, deal over in Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving. And the Nets were willing to pay him and pay him while he rehabbed assuming he would come back and still be the Kevin Durant that we all come to know and love and uh, NBA final MVPs back-to-back, right? And and him doing what he did um, and being an NBA final MVP decided to um, do a sign-and-trade. And that sign-and-trade was significant because the Nets sent to Golden State Three players, headlined by D'Angelo Russell. You remember when they did that, and we're like, "What, what are they going to do with D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell?" Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Like he's going to, he's going to be that fourth wheel, like D'Angelo. Okay, so it's going to be, it's going to be um, uh, Steph, and whenever Clay is healthy, mm-hmm. and Draymond. That's what we're going to get. Yep. That's what we're going to do. And the fourth wheel will be D'Angelo Russell. And a lot of people thought. Remember, they were just getting him so they could flip him. Right. And the Warriors initially said, "No, we're, we're, we're we got him to keep him. Yeah, he can play with us." Thirty-three games later, he was gone. <laughs> he was gone, sent to Minnesota, in exchange for a player and a pick. And the player turned out to be Andrew Wiggins, first overall selection of the Minnesota Timberwolves of the 2014 NBA Draft, and he really just never blossomed into that game-changing, franchise-altering, culture-changing player that they hoped he could be out of Kansas. And they shipped him to Golden State. And remember where he got to Golden State, just like, okay, what are they going to do with him? What's he going to be? And the player, by the way, turned out to be uh, Jason Kaminga. Not bad. The uh, draft choice that they got. Man, he's nice. And... There's even some people who are spending some time saying, put him in instead of Draymond, because Draymond was somewhat of a liability. And you're like, I mean, Kerr's bold and he'll make a lot of moves, but putting, you know, inserting Kaminga for your future Hall of Fame player 
would have been something, but I digress. Durant decides to leave. He agrees to a sign and trade that brings a player that eventually gets traded for Andrew Wiggins, who now last night, he was that fourth wheel for the Golden State Warriors. As a matter of fact, he was more than just the fourth wheel. Now that Clay is back with Draymond, Clay, and Steph, he was in the driver's seat. He was their best player last Man, night. He was awesome. Andrew last Wiggins night. was their best player last night. And when Steph was going off for 40, he had a career high playoff and regular season, 16 rebounds. He's come up with 29 rebounds in games four and five combined. Oof. 43 points, 19 rebounds. Andrew Wiggins. He's hitting the boards, and you know what? He's playing lights out defense, too. The last made three that Jason Tatum had in game five with Wiggins as his main defender came with 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. And Tatum had a terrific third. But when it came down to it, Wiggins was playing defense and going on the other end. I mean, he's he's causing Tatum to have tough trips down the floor offensively. And then providing the points and boards on the other end. Where Golden State got zero threes from Steph. For the first time in 233 games. <laughs> that Andrew Wiggins. That guy is now the fourth wheel you can't say in the same way as Kevin Durant because Durant was, you know, final MVP, and it still will be Curry. It still will be. It still will be Curry. Uh, I know. I know. I know. I know Curry, but Curry had sixteen and eight last night. It's like it's not like Curry did Jack. He just was jacking up threes, and they somehow weren't falling. But Wiggins, Wiggins. is just absolutely stupendous. Look, if the writers can find a way to give Iguodala MVP. Right? Interesting you mentioned Iguodala and because, because in, order, well. in order for the Warriors to be able to make that sign and trade for Durant happen, they had to ship Iguodala out to the Memphis Grizzlies. They got him back in free agency, but for cap purposes, they had to tell their initial of this run, NBA Finals MVP via Condios. True that. Man, that's the way you move things around, and that's the way you take your lowest moment of Kevin Durant saying, I'm out of here, and turning that straw into potentially Larry O.B. gold. They're one game away, thanks to Andrew Wiggins. And if the Wiggins of games four and five shows up in game six, this thing's a wrap. We got a parade down. What is know. that? I don't know where they would go. This is their first year playing in San Francisco. San Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> Mission? Where would they go down? I don't know. Waterfront, I guess. Take the parade right by the full house house. They could. That's Mrs. Doubtfire? Everywhere you look. Doubtfire. You do a lot. So, um, <laughs> there you go. You're going to have a parade in San Francisco if Wiggins keeps doing that. He has been sh- nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, he's quite good. And like you said, Rich, he's kind of really, you know, we see the offensive numbers, the 13 rebounds, but the defense that he's played – in the second half last night was it was good, man. It's tough to watch as a Boston fan. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the uh, number to dial here uh, on the uh, Rich Eisen show. So, um, what did Mike McCarthy have to say about the Dallas Cowboys offense, Christopher? You were saying something along those oh, lines yeah, man, earlier on the program, so right? Clarence Hill covers a team down in Dallas. He said that uh, Mike McCarthy he said the Cowboys will put more quarterback runs and quarterback movement plays in this year after being limited doing so uh, previously with he- Dak Prescott coming off of the fractured ankle. Dak is quicker, more comfortable, and moving better in the offseason. Compared Love to it. Year. All right, here we go. Dude, can I just give two words here that can solve all the problems? 
Uh-oh. Sure, I guess. And not put your quarterback <laughs> in potentially harm's way so somebody gets rolled up. Like, we, you know, some, I, ankle, I think, sink, some ankle rolls on him. I think or, I know what you're going to say already. Two can, words. Can I try it? Well, I, I have two words. What are your two words? I know he okay. knows what my two words are. Troy I think you're Pollard. Gonna... Tony. Tony. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Tony Pollard. Tony yeah, Pollard. Pollard. Let's stop messing around. <laughs> Let's stop messing around. Why can't we get Zeke going to start the game? Okay. Let's get Zeke going to start the game. And then you give Zeke a little bit of a respite and get Pollard in there. Or get Pollard in there when Zeke's in there. I like that idea. I, that guy Pollard should be touching the ball 15 times a game. And if he doesn't touch it 15 times a game, there is some penalty of some sort. No soup for you. I don't know what it is. You, 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 you garnish. Can't say a wage. Maybe you can. Got to do something where this guy touches it 15 times a game. It's time. I'm not mad at that. No, but I understand it's a third rail because that means Zeke's not the guy anymore or Zeke might be upset. Let it. Let Pollard take weeks one through 14. And you, and you want to get Zeke ready because then Zeke's the guy that can go into somebody else's building when it's snowing out and <laughs> so hit you in the mouth sit and start doing weeks. this whole thing. <laughs> Keep him fresh for December and January. Reason let we- Pollard go hit those home run balls. Remember when Jerome Bettis turned into a goal line back near the end of I'm, I'm, I think Zeke has much more left in the tank than Buss did at that point. But, but who won the Super Bowl that year? Uh-huh. In Buss's final year. He did. Yeah. Isn't that the whole point of this thing? That's the goal. You've got a guy that could take the mileage and the hits off of your top running back. And you can have Pollard hit people in the mouth, create matchup problems with him. Well, they got to catch Pollard. Let's go, him man. For him Let's go. Him Let's go with him. But you know, I guess I guess more running plays from the quarterback keeps. Well, I mean, it keeps it, 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 it makes it eleven on eleven. I don't know what that means. You know, I don't, I don't like it. So well, it, it means that you have to you have to that Dak could be a weapon using his legs. In a way that other teams, it, it gives you another wrinkle. Gives you, but well, you don't need but, that I mean, to win. Lamar, that's not Lamar. You don't need it to win. His arm is and brain are good enough. Yeah, it is to win games and keep him upright, keep him protected. What are you gonna? You're gonna let? You're gonna call like run plays for him? Well, you gotta keep the really? playbook open, huh? You never know what the situation might call. Let's just call for the situation of him. Why well, I don't handing think- it to Tony Pollard, wheel routing it to Tony Pollard, bubble screening it to Tony Pollard. Get Tony over the middle. Get Tony. Get 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 the ball to him. I would assume they're Draw not saying play that to Tony Pollard. Run the ball. Let's go. Counter play to Tony Pollard. Tenderize with Zeke in one quarters one and four, and Tony Pollard in between. And let's get some home run balls. Let's get some pressure. You want to take pressure off a of Dak? How about one throw that goes two yards but winds up going 70? Two air yards equals 70. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is the king of that. Then go trade for DK Metcalf while you're at it. <laughs> what if they have to give up Tony Pollard? Great question. <laughs> Would you do that, Tony Pollard, and a pick for DK Metcalf? Who says no? You ask Rich because this is his... Tony Pollard and a pick. I don't think DK Seattle would, would like that. I don't think they're fans of the Seahawks. They drafted a running back and they have Chris Carson. I get it, but you I know, think Chris Carson. Chris Carson is, I, I, I don't know if Chris Carson's going to walk through that door yeah. in the way that you hope. His neck is Kenneth Walker the third, as you know, is a uh, is it the fourth third he? third? I forget. For, I mean, actually, it was Kenny Walker the fifth against Michigan. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Kenny Walker, the 200. It was too much Kenny Walker. I, I literally saw five Kenny Walkers that day. <laughs> I wonder if they, Michigan I also, State no, made I also saw. I also saw the should have been first overall pick in the draft creating a sack force fumble for a touchdown that got called off the board because Big Ten officials suck. <laughs> that was that day. But I digress. Um, <laughs> would I do Pollard in a pick for DK Metcalf? I would have to swallow hard if I'm Dallas then. Pollard and like a 
fourth round. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if Seattle would do that too. Pollard is so good. Hang on, to Pollard. Figure out another way to get DK Metcalf. What about Zeke in a pick? Zeke is not going anywhere. Contract age, no way. And he's still incredibly valuable. Yeah. But he's not the same guy that was drafted out of Ohio State. It's a fact. Pollard's a free agent after this year. Oh, boy. Then let him go. Then let him cut, cut him loose with the playbook. Let him fly. And see how he can. I mean, he's playing with light pockets this year. Absolutely feed him. He's like making, crazy. He's making less than a million bucks. Please. That's why you don't trade him. Him in a pick, I don't even know if that you'd do that if you're Dallas. Because in DK is He's that valuable. He, he, he takes reps away from Zeke, yes, but it also keeps Zeke fresh. Figure out a way to get those two guys mixed together. Yeah. I, I mean, and you Dak, said that all last year. Just keep the pressure off of Dak. And for the love of God, don't run Dak, man. Don't run him. Let's take a break here. Michael Vick, uh, I, I can't wait to ask him about all that. And then Deshaun Watson has spoken. We will hit that in hour number three after we speak to Jeff Van Gundy right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial for you to chat with us. Back with Michael Vick in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH being the number to dial. Michael Vick will be joining us shortly on the program. So I don't know what's, what's worse in terms of being a sports fan and it's a big, huge game for your team. Huge game for your team. Like, say, game five of an NBA Finals. And your significant other is inviting friends over to the house that you've never met before. Never, never met, never met before. So you had to be sociable. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was doing my best. Yeah. During Game Five of the NBA Finals, and Sarah knows you're not social. You're not a sociable human being when it comes to that sort of stuff. <laughs> I would say during that situation, you're you not. Know, I you're don't, not. I don't want to be. I want to be locked in, right? Because it's a big game, and I'm financially committed as well. <laughs> and so, you know, I just. Uh, Financial it just, you know, wasn't great. <laughs> and then when I was so bad and like, you know, they were having a great time and she's like, are you mad? I'm like, no, I'm not mad. She's like, are you mad at me? I'm like, no, I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at what's happening on my television in San Francisco. <laughs> you had to be sociable in front of strangers. I'd love to get just like a straight up report on what people thought of Sarah's 
Baby daddy. Baby daddy. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah, well, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Jalen Brown just turned it over on back-to-back possessions oh, for the gosh. 19th time these playoffs. Just so frustrating, yeah. man. So frustrating. Did, 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 you, did, did you flop on one of the exchanges with, your, with, your, uh, <laughs> with Sarah's friends? I did the Jordan pull. Like, Tony, ah! Brothers, uh, Tony Brothers? You pulled a little Tony Brothers? That was so embarrassing. I tripped over my own feet and fell, and then I, there was a foul call. <laughs> well, Jeff Van Gundy's going to join us in hour number three, and you know how much he loves uh, floppers being rewarded. He loves it. It's his favorite thing. What a joke. That's coming up in hour number three of this program, 844-2404-RICH, number to dial. But joining us right now on the Rich Eisen Show on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is a friend of ours, uh, not just because uh, of his uh, terrific help with the Run Rich Run every single year, as he did this year as well at the uh, Rose Bowl uh, from Fox Sports. But now he's joined the Levels Sports Group as a partner and head of athlete development. Michael Vick expanding his brand back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, before we get to what's going on in your life, um, let's talk about some of these uh, NFL headlines going on right now. I'm keen to get your two cents on this subject. Um, you, you might not be aware, uh, but Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy said, what, Chris, that there's going to be more runs in the game plan for Dak Prescott now that he's feeling spry and healthy? Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. More quarterback runs and quarterback movement plays this season. What do you think of that, Michael? What do you think of that? I, I think that's awesome. Okay. Uh, you can go back and look at a lot of my clips from last year on FS1. If I, we were ever talking about the Dallas Cowboys, I've always been an advocate for Dak just pulling it down, running more, just using his, his mobility. And, and being a, more of a dual threat, I think it will help the Cowboys in so many ways. It'll take a lot of pressure off him and his game as well. Well, the th- pressure I think they should be, you know, the, or I guess the pressure valve that they should turn – is Tony Pollard, but I, I I think that that's kind of a third rail subject matter because th- then you're asking what about Zeke? I, I think there's enough possessions and I think there's enough footballs to go around for both of them, Michael. Yeah, well, I think at this point in time, you know, Dak has been the quarterback for the last five years. Zeke has been there for four or five years, and you got all these new guys coming in and all these moving parts and good players. But you know, it's like the Golden State Warriors right now. It's all about winning. No matter no matter how it gets done, right. just go out and find a way to win the game, and and I think that's what it's coming down to for the Dallas Cowboys. And yes, Tony Pollard is a lightning rod, and I I love the one-two punch, but find different ways to use them and use them. You know, sometimes as a decoy to free up other guys, and we, you know, when Pollard's in the game, he's probably gonna get the ball nine times out of ten. So I just think it's up to them to, you know, just revamp the offense and and yeah, yes, use that mobility to kind of gauge everything else well i guess it feels it's good news that he feels you know healthy and spry enough to do it i'm just concerned about putting him out there quarterback movement plays i'm all for but actual calling plays like he's lamar um to have him run or josh allen i'm not into that idea at all you know yeah there's such thing as reverse psychology too rich like he could be saying that just to you know make the first four teams that they face during the season be a little leery of, of what Dak might be trying to do or what they – you might see it a little bit in preseason. You might see some in game one. But, you know, it's, it's a great strategy and uh, definitely good gamesmanship by, by the coaches right now. All that said, I got I to gotta have you choose an NFC team to make the Super Bowl this year. Which one is it right now? <laughs> oh, man, that's a tough question there early June, Rich. But, you know, I, I will talk about, you know, some of the contenders. I, I definitely think Tom's coming back for a reason and – I think what they're doing right now in terms of, you know, just management, leadership, uh, it's something going on over there that um, between Tom and Byron, and I think it's going to be special. Aaron returning to Green Bay, you know, he lost Devontae Adams. You know, he gets Sammy Watkins, so we'll see how that unfolds. And you're going to see the Rams. You got Aaron Donald signed back. I think that's a plus. And then the San Francisco 49ers. I, I like him with Jimmy at the helm, and and I like the guys that's that's being put in place. And you know, as long as they get the ball in the hands of Debo Samuel, I think they'll be all right. So those are four competitive teams that I think will will be definitely uh, playing in the in the finals. Michael, the NFC in the Super Bowl. Michael Vick here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, what advice would you give to Lamar Jackson right now? He showed up to mandatory minicamp, but uh, the Ravens are trying to pay him apparently, and he's not um, 
signing on the dotted line. Obviously, he's incredibly talented, but um, but he's going into a year where he's got his best pass catcher as his tight end, or at least his most decorated one as his tight end, and this is potentially a money year for him. What advice would you give him, Michael Vick? So, you know, or do you um, give him? Ho- hopefully, I, you know, me talking to Lamar soon, and uh, you know, I, I know Lamar. He's, he's a smart man. He's a professional, and he has a team around him that, that's guiding him and giving him the, the the right advice. So, I think for Lamar, it's, it's all about focusing on the field. Nothing's going to happen um, if, if you don't perform, and you know, I think Lamar's might be putting himself in a situation where he's betting on himself or he might want to start the talks and come training camp. He might be super focused right now. So I think we just let Lamar do Lamar and, and be himself and not put pressure um, on himself to take any amount of money or, you know, get, you know, try to put himself in a position where he take less money, take more money, focus on winning, and that takes care of everything in all the sports. So, um, I can't. I'm anxious to see what happens, but I'm also anxious to see him bounce back from from last year. And what do you make of Tyreek Hill's statement that um, that two is more accurate than than Mahomes? What what what'd you make I, about I, that that's one? So, that's so funny to me. It, it's so funny. Now I, I know two is an accurate quarterback, and I take nothing away from him. But it's a lot that needs to be proven on the field, and I I don't think you know Tyreek played with with Patrick, and he's obviously caught some passes from tour. So you know what he's saying. He know what he's dealing with. It might be a softer ball. It might be something he li- might like about um, what Tua's doing. But what Tyreek can't get misconstrued is the fact that Patrick know how to throw people open. And sometimes receivers might not understand why we might offset the ball or put it in a certain spot until he go back and watch the film. And it's been a lot of passes that I felt like Patrick put in a great spot that only Tyreek can get to because he's not the biggest guy. He's, he Obviously, he's athletic and he can jump, but don't question your quarterback's accuracy when he's throwing you open. And, um, you know, I, I, if he go talk to Tua about what throwing you open really means or, you know, if he had that conversation with Patrick or if he heard this conversation I'm having now, he, he knows what throwing them open means. And, even just watching the highlights yesterday as it was circulating through our talk shows, I just seen that in a lot of those instances, he was throwing them open and putting the ball where only Tyreek could get it. You know, that's accuracy too. So, and it, and it helps our complete, completion percentage. So, you know, Tyreek is in a good situation right now. You know, definitely a great financial situation. I think right now it's just best for him to enjoy being in Miami and try to make that team better. And, uh, you know, he got, got a new offense the new head coach who you look at what they did in San Francisco with Debo and that's probably what he's going to be doing with with Tyreek so he'll touch the ball more but hey man you know just be proud of what he accomplished in Kansas City well I mean should I be concerned Michael Michael Vick here on Rich has a show you tell me should I be concerned hearing a you know and by the way heck of a splash of a first podcast for Tyreek Hill um yeah. Should I should I be concerned to hear that he's texting Drew Rosenhaus um, about his situation, which he he kept in house. I mean, this did not become public last year, but now that he's gone yeah. and somewhere else, that he's texting after a huge game one, but game two wasn't filled on the stat sheet and he didn't get a lot of targets. Complaining? Uh, should I be concerned that if he's doing that in Kansas City with Mahomes and Reed and everything else? that he's in a new spot that he's paid with a quarterback who I think uh, the world of, but there's, you know, Mahomes is a unicorn. Uh, should I be concerned about that if Tyreek was having complaints about that in Kansas City and now here he is a paid full-pocketed guy in Miami with a new system, new quarterback? Well, it just seems to me that Tyreek just wants the ball in his hands. And obviously, if you look at the way Andy used him, he handed it off to him out the backfield. He swung it to him out the yeah. backfield. And I think he just want to touch it in any way he can. And you know, sometimes when you're a fierce competitor and you know the guys across from you really can't hold you or can't stop you, you know, it can turn into frustration. And I've seen a lot of the receivers go through that um, because they just want to touch the ball and they know exactly what they can do. But you, you got to remember, you got other guys that's running routes and trying to get open and, you know, just, you know, 
you know, blessing is to get to, to be successful in their own right. So, you know, ball distribution is the real thing. And uh, as you get older, you need to definitely monitor how much you touch the ball because longevity becomes a key. And, uh, you know, Tyreek is not getting any younger. He's getting older. So, you, you know, just be careful what you wish for and just watch your workload. And one last one for you on this. Uh, are, are you like Tua as well? Throw it left-handed but do everything else right-handed? Is that did that is that you no, too? I'm I'm the exact I'm the exact opposite. The only thing I do with my right hand is right. Everything else in life I do with my left hand. Okay, left handed. All sports left handed. Anything I'm grabbing with my left. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. That's different. So pencil or pen though you're grabbing with your right. So uh, I'm grabbing with the right all day. Yeah. So so how how many reps will it take? Do you think for Tyreek to get used to a ball being thrown? With a quarterback, a left-handed quarterback, that is significant. I mean, there's no question it, it about that. Take, it won't take long, about a week, and okay. uh, one of the left-handers. It's, it's a beautiful uh, pass when it comes out. It, it, Tua's ball is very soft. This is not like mine, and and I was I was throwing it, and, and it had a lot of velocity behind it. So it would take Deshaun and you know anybody I would work with, Antonio Brown or Rodney White. It would take those guys like. Maybe a week to get adjusted, but they all, you know, they complained about it early. You know, it was just different to them. And, and, but when you throw a softer ball like two or throws, uh, it's, it's a lot easier to catch. Michael Vick here on the Rich Eisen Show. Tell me about your new gig with Levels Sports Group. What's going on with you, Michael? Yeah, well, it's a great partnership uh, to be a part of Levels. It's just after doing extensive research and, and what they do and what they provide. It's what I've been doing for a long time with kids who come up through my camps over the years and uh, through our camp series, um, you know, in, you know, in 2016, 17, um, and these kids are growing up now and a lot of them are, you know, taking the next level and they reaching out to me and seeking advice. And then you know, I met some guys, some of the guys over at levels and, you know, we was able to like merge it all together to make it make sense for the future. So, you know, just trying to, you know, help young kids in whatever way we can, especially going into college, you know, maximize their opportunities to, to make money, manage it, um, still stay hungry, still stay focused, and uh, keep their eyes on the prize. So, you know, it's, it's life-changing opportunities, but, you know, a lot of things, you know, take precedent. You know, the financial literacy part of it, the mental wellness part of it, um, the mentorship aspect of it, and then also the NIL, the business side of it. So uh, just trying to build something that, you know, in the future, it can it can be used correctly, and, and we can, you know, say we change and change a lot of kids' lives and help a lot of kids, you know, grow for all the right reasons. Well, getting to know the NIL world a little bit better now, perhaps with with the uh, Level Sports Group, Michael. How much do you think you could have made at Virginia Tech if there was a name, image, and likeness back in the day, Michael? Yeah, well, I definitely think it would have been some dynamic numbers that could have. <laughs> You know, definitely been enough to, like I said, definitely been enough to um, keep me around in school. You know, I wasn't the guy who wanted to leave early, but because of circumstances in my life, I, I was felt like I was forced to leave early. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to enjoy that college experience. I felt like I was just growing to my own, growing into a man, and then just didn't want to make life super serious. But you know, sometimes as a young man, you got to make a, you know adult decisions and. That was a decision I made at the time, but I would have boomed in the NIL space, and I know, uh, you know, it would have been done the right way. So, man, you know, the great thing about it is now these kids get an opportunity to not have that pressure on themselves, thinking, you know, now we get to pay it forward. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems to be that that it's going to change. It's already changing, and it will change forever. The the yeah. landscape of college sports. I mean, the, the, we're, you're already seeing like some coaches can't handle it. Yeah. They, they, they were, yeah, can't grasp and, it. And it's just an opportunity for, you know, everybody to be proactive and understand what's out there, you know, who they're dealing with, with the kids, and, you know, why they want to try to specifically make them a part of their program and their brand. And, and uh, I think, you know, you just look at it from that standpoint. And, uh, of course, it's going to make it tougher, but it was already tough. Recruiting is just it's tough as it is. So, you know, now – you know, some of these programs get to even the playing field. And, uh, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. It just evens out the competition amongst college football. I love that I used the word. It was a, it would have been a dynamic number, right? It's dynamic. It's very dy- dynamic. Hold on a minute. Dynamic. That's, dynamic. That, that's seven letters. Yeah, Probably like, like the like, figures like, yeah, it would have like, been. Like, yeah, like, yeah, no doubt. Like north of a million. 
Yeah. I couldn't settle for no less than that. I, I imagine so. I mean, you're Michael Vick. So uh, <laughs> you always pay it forward with me with uh, St. Jude. Now you're doing so with the Vick Family Dream Fund. Congratulations on launching your new foundation. What 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 are you focusing on with the Dream Fund, Michael? Focus on the youth. We focus on the youth and under underprivileged, underserved communities, and and uh, want to, you know, continue to pay it forward to them. We know that's the next generation. You know, I did a lot of work with the Boys and Girls Club and just um, renovations, and and want to do that in in community centers. That's kind of my thing all across the world, and uh, also you know just in the prison reform space, helping out formerly incarcerated citizens to to better their life and. and so giving them an opportunity, so you know, dibbling, dabbling in a lot of those projects and trying to see what's out there, what makes sense for for the Big Family Dream Fund brand. And if anybody want to donate, you can go to BigFamilyDreamFund.org, check out what we're doing, all the information, and uh, become a part of what we're trying to do in terms of uh, make changes in the community all across the world. So super excited about that. Probably my greatest accomplishment, or well, me and my family's greatest accomplishment to this day. My wife is excited about it kids be on the forward to just making an impact in our communities and underserved communities all across the U.S. for years to come. Do you ever sit around and, and uh, pause and reflect on what your life is now compared to what it was, Michael? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, a lot. And the thing is, Rich, there's been a lot of people there to you know help me along the way, whether they, they gave me advice or you know, they was always using something as some form of example, and they was always trying to take that advice and use it correctly for the most part. And, and uh, you know, I just reflect back on it. So, you know, I, I I got four beautiful kids who, you know, also look up to me as well, and I try to be an example for them and, and everybody else. Michael, thanks for the time. You be well. Always let me know what's going on in your world, and if you're out here in L.A., have you here in studio. Much Much appreciated. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. Talk soon. As always, Michael Vick. Everybody check out the Vick Family Dream Fund. Congratulations to him on his new gig with Level Sports. His interesting words for Tyreek Hill there, right? I hope it works out for him in Miami. But And I appreciate him talking up his current quarterback, too. Yeah. I really do that. that. Yeah, what else? Uh, what else are you going to do? I get it, but I'm just, just I, I just took it as a little bit of a warning sign when I heard Tyreek Hill say with his first podcast guest, Drew Rosenhaus. Remember I texted you that week two after week one? I had a great week one. Was that when you guys two. were watching a game together? Um, no. At that time? Oh, no. That's gotcha. a different time. Gotcha. That's a different time. <laughs> you, more than happy, you are more than happy <laughs> to cool. come over and hang with his child and my children anytime it's you all, want. Uncle all. TJ could come to the house anytime you want. It's all good, man. It's all Clearly good. not. I mean, that was two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, just make sure your arm's loose because Cooper's going to want to play home run derby. He will, you will be worn <laughs> out. I just know you're a bachelor who likes to stay by himself sometimes, and you're more than welcome to come over anytime. Well, you know me, though. I love the kids. Okay. I love the kids. Very good. Great. But, uh, what are you doing later? You want to just watch mine for yeah, like, the whole evening? Look, I came over to your crib, and unfortunately, I came wow. at nap time, so I yeah, didn't get to see him. Oh, and this is veered in a different direction. I was going down the, the road of Tyreek Hill. Did, did that concern you at all, reading about that? That he's going from one week to the next, and he's texting his agent, like, what's going on here? And I want my money. And what are they? Are they are they going to start to ice me out here? I mean, weird. I don't know. He's now been paid down in Miami. What if what if Tua isn't the guy? Well, then Tyreek just needs to stay loose because Tom, Tom Brady's, Brady's coming, coming in twenty twenty three, and it. it'll all be good. Okay. But remember, Tyreek's also the guy who can take a five yard slant and take it seventy five to the crib, and and they've got it, Waddle, and, they, and it, should saying, be, it should be all set up touchdown. to succeed. It should so, be all set up to succeed. Gasecki yeah. and uh, Gasecki, yes. And I know this is not fair, but I'll say it anyway. And I know it upsets the two and on crowd and the Miami be, crowd. Be careful, and you know, okay. I I I You're love salty Tua, Tua, and I'm yeah, very I'm not I'm not I'm not I like Tua That's a what I'm saying. lot, You're and I'm rooting Tua. for him. Well, right? I get, You're yeah. a member. You're a member of two and on. I don't know if I'm a member of two and on. 
You were early on the the, the Tua train, though, for sure. Oh, ops, absolutely, I'm on the Tua train. Well, we met him at the Super Bowl. Great kid. You know, obviously. By the way, maybe the greatest autograph I've ever seen. You love Tua's signature. His signature's amazing. I haven't seen Rich. it. I haven't seen it. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, Salty Tua, connects... Good job, Jay. And they and they start they start scoring 24, 30, 30 points a game, right? Like they've got an offense that's going to be quick and fast and a quarter and, and a coach who can scheme it, right? They got a cool ass coach. Like they're right. a fun team. And and a running game that can complement it. Right? But if if I just and I know this is totally a generalization, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Because it's, I thought June, it. it's totally because fine. no, because I said no, because I thought it and I'm gonna say it. When I read Tyreek Hill's comments about his texting to his agent, and I text my agent, I'm complaining to him all the time too, and Jerry knows that, and you guys know that as well. You watch well, me pace around here in exactly. the morning. It's I'm a, constantly <laughs> complaining. We're always like, is something wrong? But I'm Jewish, and Tyreek is not. So, um, so no, but if that's the way he feels about Mahomes and the offense that made him who he was or helped make him, give him the opportunity to make himself into who he is. How does that sound? That's less um, denigrating, or it sounds less denigrating, because I'm not intending to denigrate. That said, if he feels that way about Mahomes and Reed, how is he going to feel about this new situation when it doesn't invariably go very well? Like when when, when Belichick and... might pull his Jedi mind tricks, you know, his dark side mind tricks on, uh, on Tua. And and he's been paid now. Now he's been paid. So he he I think he will feel more uh entitled. But and again, you, I know that that's a word that sounds infusing and, and could be denigrating as well. But you gotta remember this we've team seen it. did we've, win eight of their last nine too, though, Rich. Who Miami did? Yeah. So you finished strong, right? You carried I, that over into the next I season. No, and uh that's the, and, and they fired their coach that launched a thousand lawsuits. And change potentially the trajectory of Tom Brady's retirement plan. And Sean Payton's coaching future. Oh, my goodness gracious, did it ever. What a team. Nobody really talks about the Dolphins all that much. But here we come. I wish they were doing hard knocks. Yeah, I hear you. Lions will be pretty damn good, though, too. I think it'll be entertaining because Campbell and all them. But, like, man, just seeing what's going on down there and the personnel. Okay. When we come back, we're going to check in on the weather in the Gulf South. It's figuratively uh, and literally uh, viral. (laughs) (laughs) that's when we come back right here on the rich eisen show (laughs) jeff van gundy top of the third hour hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me i need a good night's sleep because if i don't have one just not myself you know the deal you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep it's a game changer for all of us so sleep number helps me my sleep number setting is 60 my wife's setting is 70 we both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com what's up everyone it's reality steve your number one source for all things bachelor nation and reality tv every day i'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your bachelor nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars my name has been synonymous with spoilers but i'm so much more than that give me a listen the reality steve podcast part of the believe network just search b-l-e-a-v on youtube or wherever you listen Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Callaway Rogue Irons. Been talking about this for weeks. Cannot wait for you to try the new set of Rogue ST Irons. They come in four different offerings, each model using artificial intelligence on high-strength 450 steel. It's the only irons ever to do so. The Rogue ST Max is the most popular iron of the bunch, and the reason why is because it's designed for the widest range of 
of players because of its refined improvement, shaping an incredible combination of speed, forgiveness, and all-around performance. If you're a low to mid-single-digit handicapper, that's not me, but Rogue ST Pro is going to give you that hollow body construction, sleek, compact player shape that you love. Callaway's best game improvement model is the Max OS. The Max OS Lite is the most forgiving high-launch iron with wider soles, increased lofts, lightweight package. That's for players with slower swing speeds. Look, no other irons perform like the new Rogue ST irons. Find your Rogue ST irons at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. That's CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue on all of that. So um, lots going on here uh, on on our program that we just mentioned. Um, but this came into your Twitter feed first, Chris, and then you texted it to everybody. Yeah. This is the weatherman, uh, or I guess he's a fill-in weatherman. He's occasionally a sports guy as well. Pardon me for not knowing off the top of my head. I'm trying to read what his uh, bio is on his Twitter feed. Um K-T-O-K, uh, it's W-T-O-K-T-V, uh, was that in, in uh, Mississippi? Is that where that is? Meridian, Mississippi. Okay, uh, this is Ethan Bird delivering us the, the weather. Um, so I guess he's combining the, there's no traffic with this weather, <laughs> but he's combining spite and weather together. Check it out. <laughs> and now we look at our 10-day forecast. It's looking a little bit like those Dallas Cowboys is peaking in the 90s. wow tj your thoughts on the weather uh, in mississippi it's pretty hot it's pretty hot isn't it i hope it snows right now by the way fella you don't have to give him the crickets that he asked you for you don't have to do it it's raining sideways (laughs) (laughs) ethan fantastic uh weather report Who are you, Ethan? <laughs> I mean, he's on TV down there. Yeah. Man, he's peaking in the teens is what he's doing right Whatever. now. Whatever. Like, I mean, I want to know who Ethan's team. He's peaking team. in the 20s. Rich, I need to know who Ethan's team is before I respond. Well, as I you think know, he's from, on his bio, is he from Colorado? Is that where he is? Could be a Bronco fan. Well, if he's a Broncos fan, then he's... Uh, well, I was looking they, up Meridian's... They, uh, they beat the Cowboys last year. I believe year, right? the Broncos do make the VIP. So, oh, yeah. that's right. They make oh. the VIP. They've got yeah, championships. So. And he any... had a great tweet. He was like, this is why you don't let the sports guy do weather. That's right. Like, yeah, it was awesome. Very, very funny. You should do that. Uh, I just didn't find it funny, to be honest. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, the, the weather, in case people didn't see this uh, for the radio audience, it was high 90s. It was okay. all 95, <laughs> right. 94, it 96. It was peaking yeah. in the 90s. It peaked in the 90s. Much like the Dallas Cowboys. Pretty good. Right. We had, I mean, the 90s were great. I've, I've often said the 90s were the best decade of all time. So it would make sense that we were the best team of the best decade of all time. So, sure. We'll accept. We'll take that. How long ago that, that was? A long time it ago. It don't matter. A I mean, long time ago, Rich. Yeah. There wasn't even, you know, any uh, climate problems back then. I'm sure there were. By the way, that dude, Ethan, probably wasn't even born yet. He did look young. He did look like a young dude. I just appreciate that. I mean, these people in Mississippi are probably sitting down there in the. In, it's very in, hot, very very humid. hot. You just uh, you know they're like oh, like yeah, I know what the weather is. I know what it is. It's hot outside. You still need to tell me how hot it is. And Makes I know it's going to be hot today, and it's going to be hot the rest of the week. I know what the. I don't even. I don't need to watch the weather to know what the ten day forecast is going to be. All I got to do is just stick my neck out the window, and then all of a sudden that little dart. <laughs> right in the direction of the Cowboys fans. Well done, Ethan. Weak, congrats. weak, Ethan. Congrats, Ethan. I like it. Big, big forget fan. E, forget Ethan. You already have two big fans. Well, I mean, you have two haters, Three. Ethan. Three. Who's the third? Jay Felly. He don't yeah. care. Jay Felly, do. he counts. He don't care about Ethan. If it upsets you, I'm happy about it. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. You have to Raider understand, fan. TJ. It's not Raider fan. How many times has TJ in the last couple of months? Taking shots at Jay Felly. To say he liked it better yeah. when he didn't talk. Yeah, yeah but think about the re- <laughs> think about what it took for me to get to the point where I would tell him that. Not much. Oh, I mean, enough. <laughs> I didn't say a whole lot. Yeah, exactly. But what you said was, you know, Rich, because we, when Felly first started, you know, Del Tufo was out. He, yes. he really was a little nervous. He wasn't yes. sure if you were comfortable with him. Yes. And I'd be the one hyping him up. Like, nah, man, if you got no, something to say, Rich is cool with it. Just say it. Like, now look be, at be yourself. Now look at and him. then the first thing he does is he takes a shot at the dude who was trying to hype him up. So that's why. He peaked, too. It felt good. He peaked okay. as well, apparently. <laughs>
All right, let's really uh, let's really rile things up, shall we? Just really rile I mean, things up. More than have, you just have, did? No, no, yeah, yeah. Do we have the baseball standings currently? In Major League Baseball. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, let's, have get, a, let's take a look at some, <laughs> somebody in this, this room one division that particularly me, interests man. me. It just particularly interests me. Okay. Uh, the American League East. Let's no, just let's, take a look at them. Let's take a look at them. There's a team that's won 44 of their first 60 ball games. That's pretty good, I'd say. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Everybody on the screen won their games. Yes. Uh, their last times out too. Red Sox just went eight. And two on that West Gamer, right? Isn't that what they did? Uh, West Coast Road Trip, yeah. Yeah. That was nice. They had a, and they're above 500. They go for four games over 500 tonight. That would be the high water mark of their season, if I'm not mistaken. Got, each off, past got one. off to a slow yes, start. Yes, they did. Good for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they did. And um, I mean, we're on the radio, right? So I can repeat everything I said to you pre-show. Well, you were very angry with me. <laughs> I mean, he was butthurt. You were very man. angry with me. It was not butthurt. Uh, it sounds just put him up one more time. Absolutely put it up one more time. Hurt. I just want to see, you know, so th- there's a team that's got 40 that's won 73% of their ball games. I'll round down. Um, and and then the Red Sox are 12 and a half out despite playing their best baseball of the year. A dozen games out. I'm not good at math, Jays but that seems eight. like a lot. That is. That's 13 June, in the loss, too. June 14th. It gets later every time, doesn't yeah, it? I mean, because it started <laughs> off, it was just like, you know. You know, let's do it for you, too. May it's the 1st. It's still June. Let's do this for you, too. Oh, please. Let's, let's do this for you, too. Let's take a look at the National game. League East. Let's take a look at that team. Look at the Metropolitan. Ah, uh, city so nice, they named it twice. New York. <laughs> New York, 64. We'll round up 65% of their baseball games. They have won. I love it. That's another 40-win team right there. The Braves have won an insane amount of games in a row. They won their what? Their 11, 11 in a row. In a row. And the, but they lost Ozzie Albies, apparently, for a significant amount of time. Broke his foot coming out of Fractured the his left foot. Do you know the Don't last know how long time he'll Rich? be out. But the Phillies, look what happened. They got rid of the binder. They're above 500 now. But uh, look at the Metropolitans. You know the last time the Metropolitans had 40 wins in this time of the no, season? No, well, what, year, what year was well, it? Well, I mean, it was a long time ago. What year was it? It was 1986, but something good happened that year. Are you going to give so. me, are we finally going to make a bet here? New, you guys Why get you New need York to make a and bet? I get the field. Chris, yeah, but, I mean, you guys me. know how this season is going to end. Let me just handle this. You both know how it's going to end. Let me just handle this. Let me just handle this. Please do. I don't understand why you need to feel yourself to inject yourself into a baseball conversation. Yeah. You mean the team that's won more just recently than Just a baseball conversation. That's all we're doing yeah, here. That was old. Like the 90s.